0: Welcome to the Nehemiah Entrepreneurship Community Podcast. I'm your host, Patrice Sagay. Di- there's a great anointing up in the studio today. We have great two of uh, Orlando, Florida, Central Florida's best, Pastor George Cope and Pastor Dexter Sanders. Gentlemen, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Patrice. It's an honor to be here. Glad, likewise. Well, when we learned about... Uh, Pastor Sanders, uh, Pastor installation for Liberty Church, uh, we thought, you know what? Let's have an ministry, let's talk about it, get our folks to understand what's going on, particularly because we're so excited about partnering with Back to God. And and so just thank you for agreeing to being here and and it's gonna be exciting thing. So, but before we get though into our topic, you know, you both are pastors uh, and you are in the Central Florida area. I know that some of you guys also uh, work with pastors around the country. Uh, let me ask you, you have the very obvious question. Uh, well, first, before I even get to that, some of my audience may not know all uh, you know your story, you kind of what you do, and the breadth of who you are. Let's start with you, uh, Pastor Sanders. Give me a sense of you know, Pastor Sanders. You've been here before. but Give a sense of who you are, about back to God, and and just kind of um, what what you're about.
1: Well, I'll be honored to.
0: Uh, pastored
1: uh, in Orlando, Florida, for a little over eleven years, uh, leading up to six years ago. Uh, when God gave me the directive uh, to go tell the people of God that it's time to get back to God back to his morals, values, and principles. And and so we hit the road, man. We hit the road, uh, going down the highways and byways. God blessed us uh, to preach the message all through the state of Florida, different states around the United States of America, in Africa, in Israel. We've been spreading the message that it's time for the people of God to wake up and get back to God. And now, full circle, after six years out of the pulpit, uh, God says, I'm gonna bring him off the road for a little bit. And, uh, and reassign him as the senior pastor of Liberty Church Orlando, and so this is a real, real exciting time uh, for myself personally, but also for both Liberty Church Orlando and for the Back to God movement.
0: Awesome. Uh, by the way, uh, had you missed the pulpit? I mean, how does it feel to go back to the pulpit?
1: Man, I, I'll be honest with you. Uh, <laughs> going back, I remembered uh, some of the good feeling I had when I left. <laughs> <laughs> And George, you know what I'm talking about, man. The troubles of the pulpit are not few. And, uh, but at the same time, it's a, it's an awesome opportunity uh, just to be in community. That's what I miss, being in community uh,
0: with like-minded people. Oh, awesome. Uh, Pastor Corp, uh, many of our biblical entrepreneurs around the world, from France to Kinshasa, know you. You're, you're, you're a man of good of reputation. Uh, but some of our audience members have not yet uh, met you, and so forth. So, could you tell them a bit about you, and and particularly how you got into Marcopas Ministry, and into kind of the apostolic work in Central Florida? <clears throat> well, it's it's been a privilege. I uh, I celebrated
2: uh, on June the first of this year, forty five years of pastoral and leadership ministry uh, in 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 America. But I've been privileged. Um, to travel around the world as, as well. My last trip to Kinshasa in October was my 50th country to be in in the world and and uh, share ministry in that end. Um, called into ministry as a teenager, I grew up in a minister's home. And so I knew that calling on my life. I spent the first um, 38 years of my life in ministry in pastoral work in churches in Illinois, New England, and here in Florida. And then I was... I was elected the president of Zion Bible College in Providence, Rhode Island, spent seven years there as the president of that school. Uh, God called me to Orlando to uh, conclude my pastoral work. And so uh, seven years ago, I resigned Calvary Assembly and I was asked to give leadership to a nonprofit called Vision Orlando. We are um, our, our focus is to network the faith community to work with business and government here in the city to find ways to advance Christ's kingdom. I'd never really worked. In fact, I've shared this before. Um, My only regret as a pastor is that I did not invest more time and energy in uh, entrepreneurs, business people in the local church. Uh, I confess after looking back, and this is my piece of advice for you, Pastor Sanders, that uh, you may be pastoring a church, but it's filled. Everybody sitting in your pew is working a, a job, not a secular yes, job. They're working a job. Yes, and the job is uh, the calling of God on their life. And we've got to nurture and and develop that. And so it is that that was my sort of leap in. Uh, Glenn Reppel uh, invited me to teach uh, BE. And, since um my start of about six years ago now we've been teaching BE. i've been through that and uh, it's been a, a wonderful journey so i am um i'm an ambassador of the kingdom uh, in the the faith business and government community and we're just networking all across central florida
0: and wherever god opens the doors around the world amen amen ambassador George, we're probably gonna have you back just to talk about the great ministry you're doing in Central Florida through Vision Orlando. And particularly also because from there, you are impacting our dear brother, uh, Pastor Gabriel in Paris, France, as well as in in Congo, uh, Kinshasa. But uh, gentlemen, as pastors, uh, we cannot get into our topic without first asking you this question. By the way, friends from Facebook, uh, Twitter, wherever you are watching and listening, uh, feel free to share comments or questions uh, we will be able to bring into the conversations. We have with us here in studio George Cope and Dexter Sanders, and we'll be focused on discussion around uh, Pastor Sanders' installation this week of the Senior Pastor of Liberty Church in Orlando, Florida. But before we get into it, though, uh, we're facing COVID-19 as a country. Uh, we have a, a social unrest that that started several several months ago now. And so, let me ask you both—you know—as pastors, what's your take on on that dynamic? How are you shepherding the people in the midst of all this? Let's start with you, Pastor Cole. Well, it is—it's—it's um, it's been a unique really time. Uh, who can say anything
2: less than that? But uh, I have—I um, have spent a lot of time really giving thought to it, and I think that, in fact, I was telling a, a young ministry um, this morning as we were talking together that I I was asked a couple of weeks ago, what was the greatest lesson that I've learned as a result of all of this, uh, specifically COVID. And I I have responded with the fact that I feel most honored that God entrusted me to be alive at this point in time, that uh, of all of the thousands of years of history that I could have been born, that I could have been placed on this planet by God, He established me to be born and live during this unique season of time where we have the opportunity not to to curse darkness, but to bring light into it. I think this is the finest opportunity for the church. I think that uh, God, by the Holy Spirit, trying to awaken and alert the church to we're on a whole new trajectory of what it means to live in these times. I believe that we are seeing in time examples and whether it comes quickly or we have a protracted period of time, the church has never been given a greater opportunity to be alive and serve and be on the cusp of being able to lead in a very uh, difficult season. That being said, um, with all of the unrest and the things that have gone on, one of the things that happened here in our city was the connection with a pastor um, uh, Tim Johnson, who pastors Orlando World Outreach Church. And we had a, 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 ma- a walk of mourning and repentance uh, where we had 4,000 people in our city, faith people that gathered at the corner of church and Division Street. Uh, uh, Division Street was the street that was founded for the purpose of dividing blacks and whites in Orlando, and we met at that corner and spent two and a half hours in prayer and in, in repentance and declaring that we want new hearts and new lives in our city. So Orlando has not been engaged in a lot of the unrest that a lot of other cities has. And I believe that partially that is because we've had people of faith that have stood up and sought to to bring uh, stability and spirituality in a very good. Uh, confusing season where the voice of the church needs to speak. So it has been um, it has been a unique season. I'm glad to be alive. Uh, I'm sorry for the challenges. We need to deal with the issues. But at the same time, if, if man won't initiate it, God will. And I think that this has been a season where God is initiating a, a season for the church to respond to the needs that have been broken
0: for so long. Amen. Amen. Well, all said. Pastor Dexter, what do you have to say to that? Well, I'll echo, um, uh, many of uh, George's sentiments. I think this is the greatest
1: time in life right now. I think never have we had an opportunity to see the hand of God move the way we're seeing it right now. Uh, the, the The problem is, if you're not looking through a spiritual lens, it's going to look different. It's going to look negative. And uh, but it's not negative. This is this is this is this is the workmanship of God as He's separating the sheep from the goat. As He's really really making clear. I mean, the Bible is coming. Alive. Live right before our eyes. Everything that he said would happen is happening right before our eyes. One of the things that I took away uh, was uh, uh, the value of life. I mean, one day, literally before COVID came, everybody made plans about what they were going to do five years from then. All of a sudden, you can't make plans for next week or the next day simply because life is not promised. Well, God has been telling that to us forever through his word, but now his word is coming open and clear uh, so that everybody can see it. It's a great time to be alive if you are a believer of the most high God. It's a great time. It's got to be a very, very scary time for, uh, for people, and we're watching it. Everywhere, even the very elect of God are walking around, living in fear right now, uh, because we're seeing this mighty hand, this mighty move of God. Uh, but now, and and I, and I get a chance to to teach it and preach it everywhere. go either the Bible is going to be real for us, or it's not. And so, even through COVID nineteen, I've been walking in the promises of Psalm ninety-one, where it says, "No plague or no pestilence is going to even come near my door." And because we walk in that anointing, we can be assured that no plague, no pestilence is going to come near our door. And that's the promise of God. Either we're going to believe it or not. And I'm watching. It's really kind of exciting. I'm watching people uh, proclaim that, and 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 we're seeing the separation of true believers for those uh, who are not foundationally sure in, in the, in the words of the most high God. So I think it's the, uh, I'm with you, George, like, man, God, you let me live to see this. I mean, I mean, I'm watching this thing unfold. We're studying the book of revelations and we're watching revelations unfold. This is an amazing time uh, to be alive in the Lord today.
0: Wow. That's incredible guys. <laughs> if you if you're not excited and, and if you're not, Receiving that in the spirit, nothing else. There's a, there's a there's a hole in your soul uh, because these pastors are really reminding us that in the midst of dark times is where the spirit shines the most. You know, without darkness, light can truly not be seen. And so uh, I know that sounds funny, but it's true. And so let's get to you, Pastor Sanders. Now you're about to become the senior pastor of Liberty Church, but up until now, yes, sir. Wanted, no, let's go back to back to back to God. Tell a bit about back to God, and how that young man is involved with back to God, and and particularly why you, you selected him uh, to consecrate you this week as you have your ordination.
1: Man, back to God was called out. This is the beauty of of, of the Word of God. I mean, who knew six years ago, uh, guys, that we would be doing, dealing with what we're dealing with right now? I mean, back to God was just something He put in my spirit. Okay, and I didn't even know what it meant. What it meant until he sent Second Chronicles 7.14 with it that says, if my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and pray, seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, forgive their sins and heal their land. I did not know. I was being called by the most high God to lead a movement of people uh, for such a time as this, where people are going are, are really in need of getting back to God, back to his morals back to his principles and back to his values, those morals, principles, and values that can only be found in the Word of God. And so we're leading the uh, people and, and empowering people to get back to God spiritually and their foundational understanding of Scripture, back to God socially and our social behavior and standing up for the, the social issues uh, like uh, abortion and, and, and against same-sex marriage, uh, standing up, getting back to God in our politics and the, the way and who we support and, and, then, and then back to God economically and how we spend and invest our money. Those, all of those things are important to God. And so he's given us a movement and a back to God challenge to do that. And so the, 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 the most important part, part of the back to God movement is our spiritual foundation. Thus, we have a spiritual branch. Thus, we have a spiritual branch director, and he happens to be on this call right now, Dr. George Cope. And so, listen, I couldn't have thought of anyone better uh, to lead the nation on a spiritual journey back to God. I mean, he's just the ideal person simply because of two things. One, um, he, 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 he knows the word of God. He's foundationally strong in the word of God. But the second thing is, George, I got to say it. Uh, what about 10 years ago when I did my first initiative here in Orlando called Movement and I went to see pastors all over the place. He was the only pastor that we sat nailed hand in hand. Holy Spirit led prayer up in his office. I mean, I mean, we were shaking the foundation of the earth right from his office. I'm like, oh, Holy Spirit man is here. And so <laughs> for those reasons, for those reasons, George Coke was the obvious selection. Uh, as the spiritual director for the Back to God movement. And then that's why I'm so honored that he is going to actually be the person uh, to install me as the as the senior pastor of Liberty
0: Church Orlando. Wow, wow, that's incredible. So we should be, by the way, um, I wanted to back to know in the audience that that Pastor Sanders is a biblical entrepreneur, you know, and, and we may get a little bit into that because he's really a porous practical ministry from a very lonely kingdom. But also understand the, the the value of the marketplace. Uh, so you knew Pastor Cope way before yes. all of this. So you knew him when he was the man. He's still the man now. But I yeah. understand he had that, a position then,
1: at that time. He was the senior pastor at Calvary Assembly, Calvary one Assembly. Of the biggest churches in Orlando. So he had a. He,
0: I went to see the man. Okay, and, <laughs> the man. So, so that's interesting. So, so so, then you watch his transition and and what an opportunity that back then you had no clue right. that God will repurpose him into, into kind of ministry at large and he'll join you. So pastor, so what was it about Dexter that made you want to come alongside him? Even go, go back to even when you first met him as senior pastor, because it's a different mindset, connect with him as a senior pastor and as a pastor at large oh absolutely um my father taught me um,
2: when i was just a young man i i was calling the ministry at 13 and so i was in those early days i remember asking my father a lot of questions and i one of the questions i remember asking was how do you know how do you know true men of god how, how, what's the what's the criteria that you look for in the midst of it in my my father was, and he is, he just turned 92 last week. He's still alive. My mom and dad, they've been married 72 years. Mom's 98 and dad's 92. And um, they uh, he, he shared with me, he said, son, you always ask the Holy Spirit to reveal the spirit of a man, the spirit of a man. You ask to know the spirit of a man. I remember when Dexter walked in. Uh, he was more handsome than he is today because he was younger. I, I mean, um, and his dreads are just a little shorter than they were back then. I think I couldn't see his eyes, but, uh, <laughs> but when he walked when he walked in my office and he sat down, uh, it, it, the chit chat wasn't uh, long, just in getting to know each other. But it it became very clear that his passion to see our city have an encounter with God was what impressed me. And uh, the longer that he spoke, the more his spirit was revealed to me. And when I was through, I knew that I was in the presence of a man that was authentic. He was New Testament. He was spirit filled. And he was it wasn't about himself. He wasn't asking something for himself. He was asking something for our city. And those were the kinds of individuals that I wanted to participate with. So um, I remember going to that event. Um, I'm not sure there were a lot of of, um, Anglos in the field. (laughs) But as I walked around, I got to sit at a table and pray with people. I prayed with homeless people. I I, I saw God moving and minister. I heard Dexter's heart as he proclaimed the gospel that day. I saw the people he surrounded himself with. And all of that gave me um, the affirmation that this was a relationship that was God founded, not man founded. So I believe God brought Dexter into my life. I believe in fact, Dexter and I have never really lost touch since that day. In the earlier days, we may not have been as close but in the last few years, Dexter and I spent a lot of time together and, um, and I couldn't be more thrilled for him to see him become a faith leader in our city with a voice because we need faith leaders at the table that will declare the back to God message. So um, our, I'm just, it, it just, it is natural. It feels like he's my brother from a different mother and we are gonna,
0: we're gonna gonna do it together until Jesus comes. Amen. Wow, wow. That, that is powerful. Again, we're talking to Pastor George Cope and Pastor Dexter Sanders from Central Florida. Uh, Pastor George Cope is the uh, visionary for Vision Orlando as well as a spiritual director for Back to God. And Pastor Dexter Sander is the leader for Back to God and the oncoming senior pastor of Liberty Church. Uh, Zamina uh, says, Back to God movement is now. Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you, <Zander. laughs> again, share your comments and and we'll bring them up. So um, Pastor Sanders, so you're about to ascend as senior pastor or you're about to uh, be consecrated in that role. How did you? How did that come to be about? And what exactly was the Liberty Church?
1: That's a great question because uh, it wasn't on my radar. It just wasn't on my radar. I, I missed uh, community, and I miss you travel a lot, and both you guys know it. Uh, but if you've been a part of a local community, you miss people when you're out there on the road and you, you come home on the weekends. You, so I've missed that. And, and secretly I've had talks with God about, you know, God, maybe when I'm done traveling, maybe you you know, give me a church one day. Uh, but I had no idea as I was uh, lending service to Liberty Church as an associate pastor, really kind of uh, 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 lifting the arms of uh, Pastor Paul Blair out of Oklahoma. Uh, that, that was my goal, just there to support him. Uh, I had no clue uh, that uh, things would turn that the way that they did, uh, but some, uncircum- uh, 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 some, some circumstances occurred with Pastor Paul. He had to go back to Oklahoma, and then I was asked uh, to become the interim pastor, uh, tasked with doing three things to, to uh, help sure up uh, the leadership in the church, to help sure up the um, Uh, a a deacon's board, and then to form a search committee uh, for the next senior pastor. And it was as I was doing that work uh, that the, uh, uh, and this was for weeks that the, the church came to me and said, you know, as we're looking for another pastor, we think we found one. And I was real interested in who, who they thought they found. And, uh, and they said, well, we think it's you. <laughs> and then I almost fainted. I almost fainted. But at the same time, uh, as I was about to faint, God quickened in my spirit the conversations I was having with him about community. And so it wasn't even something I had to go and pray about. I didn't have to go step away as well, I gotta go pray. I didn't have to do that because I knew uh, spiritually that that's what God was calling me to do. But here's just one more thing. This was the icing on the cake. The only way that I could say yes uh, to being the pastor of uh, of Liberty Church uh, was that it needed to coincide with the Back to God movement because I could not relinquish Back to God movement for anything or anyone. And so I'm so happy to report that Liberty Church, uh, 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 first of all, loves the principles of Back to God and, and, and for, for all uh, potential purposes, will become the first Back to God church in America, um, making it possible for us to be the model for many other churches across the United States of America and across the world to follow in its footsteps. That's the most exciting part for me.
0: Wow. So, Dexter, so it wasn't like you were asked to lead a search committee, and at the end of the search, you said, I found the pastor, it is I. That, that wasn't what
1: happened. <laughs> not at all. Not <laughs> <even close. laughs>
0: okay, just want to make sure, because you, you were assigned a search committee, and then you end up being the senior pastor, so it's somebody
1: else. That's a little funny, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of a story where George Bush asked uh, Cheney to look for a president for him. And, and in the end, he said, Mr. President, I think I found the right guy for you. <laughs> me, so it was yeah. that, I said, it's me. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it was the congregation, it was the elders, others yeah. who came to you. Yeah. you know you were in my
1: list. <laughs> I promise you, it was the last thing from my mind, and even with uh, you know the thoughts of passionate church in the future, not now. In the future, uh, Liberty Church just did not come on my radar. It wasn't in my mind. Uh, and for what I don't know why, but it just it just wasn't there. Um, oh, wow.
0: uh And then God uh, shows up, and then I laughed. So well, congratulations! By the way, uh, we'll, we'll look forward to being with you this weekend at your installation. And one of the founding members of uh, Liberty Church is our good friend Art Alley. Correct. Uh, many of our friends know Art Alley. He's a, he's a dear friend for the email project. And um, and I'm also happy to you know the board of the Timothy Plan. And uh, so so Timothy is definitely back in this work. So thank you so much, brother. So-, so hey
1: Patrice, Patrice, gotta say this. Not yeah. only that, but the same guy, Art Alley, was the spokesperson for the church to approach me and ask me to take this
0: position. Wow. So I had finally heard from God, huh? Yeah, finally. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because art can be stubborn. So yeah. you finally heard from the If you're yeah. listening and watching, you am so glad you finally heard from the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I, you know, I, those who know you as back to God, you mentioned this, but, but let me, I want you to clarify again. So, this does not mean that you're relinquishing back to God. Oh, That's no. It together. Could you walk through this again so if you understand that this is an addition to and exactly. not love? Exactly.
1: Exactly. It gives us an opportunity. You know, I, as I've traveled and gone in churches, and churches have made pledges to become back to God churches. But then you leave the church, you know, in the spirit of Paul, you go on to the next church, the next place. And so you're not able to really. Uh, Um, uh, understand whether it's really foundationally strong in the church. And that's why I say Liberty Church will be the first bona fide Back to God Mm -hmm. church, simply because I'm there and I'm there with other Back to God uh, leaders. uh, And we're going to ensure that it's a part of the very fabric of the church. And that is very exciting. Amen. Amen.
0: And I'm also honored to be the uh, chair of uh, of the Back to God Advisory Board, working alongside Dexter and just watching what he's doing. P- pastor Cope, um, he's asked you to to or uh, to lead a consecration this this Sunday. I'm sure you've done many of those. Uh, so speak to us a bit about what this means to you that the young man and that you met as a senior pastor. That you work alongside and back to God. Now you're kind of uh, you'll be leading His consecration as senior pastor. What does that mean to you? And, and what do you see prophetically from what's happening here? What is God saying to you? I think that uh, it's interesting that God is a God
2: of change. God is not stagnant. He is He is always in uh, the process of doing new things in and around us. So um, I think you see that throughout scripture. In fact, um, my the title, I, t- I told Dexter earlier today, the title of my message is New Man, New Plan. Mm-hmm. Um, that when God chooses and transitions, that he always takes the gifts and the talents of the one that he's called and he utilizes them for the purpose of what he wants to do next. So um, if, if you study church history, you understand that, Uh, Churches, many churches have different have had different pastors depending on the length of uh, the history of a church. And most of those men had different gifts and abilities. But it's it's the genius of the Holy Spirit to know what he's doing, when he's doing it. And so Paul Blair came and started Liberty Church and um, he took it uh, as far as I can honestly say is that God wanted him to take it because things changed at that point. Wasn't because of any issue other than he had taken it. And now God says, I want the next uh, leadership to come in the process. So as one that's been Dexter's friend, uh, I know Dexter more as an evangelist. Uh, That's the passion that beats his heart. But at the same time, I've known him uh, intimately enough to know that he has the deep compassion of that of a shepherd. And I think he'll have a unique role. I think it will be a, a gospel church uh, where uh, there will be many salvations, but Dexter also knows the power of discipleship and understanding that role. So uh, it, it, as a, I, I sort of see myself uh, as um, a, an, a guy that's been around, observed, excited, And realizing that when change comes, it's just God's way of saying, um, we've got a whole new um, sense of responsibility that I want to lay a mantle on the shoulders of this man so that he can do my will for another season of time until Jesus either moves Dexter or Jesus returns to this earth. Wow.
0: that's That's my observation to it all. Wow. I know you're going to have some word of advice and wisdom for him on Sunday, but I don't want to preempt that. However, for our audience purposes, you know, here's a man who was a senior pastor and we know the, the plus and the minus of that. He's about to go back to the pulpit. And he talked earlier about how when he was leaving the pulpit, there was this sense of freedom that he kind of guided these term. putting words in your mouth here, and he's going back to it. So, so so, for the sake of those who may not be there on Sunday and who may, pastors listening, what advice would you give a pastor who's going at it the second time? What what, what may you say to Dexter on Sunday? Well, it is, um, I think the role of a pastor is
2: is a unique role. In fact, interestingly, Scripture doesn't use the term leader Um it depends on a translation. There may be, there are translations that use the term leader, but the role of a pastor in scripture is always equated to uh, the term shepherd. So um, the, the reality is that a, a pastor teacher is a shepherd of a flock. You have to go into an understanding that the church is uh, the redeemed. It's the body. It's the it. It's the sheep that Jesus died for. And so, the most important role is to understand the safety, the spiritual well-being, the 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 care, the discipline, the direction that a spiritual leader brings to that church. So, because he's been that before, he assumes that mantle again, that role again. Um, And I think that the most important part of pastoring is the understanding that though Jesus is the mediator between God and men, that if there is such a thing, the pastor is the one that is hearing from God and translating that to the people that they are shepherding. And in the day in which we live, that is the most significant thing. It's it's not buildings. It's not budgets. It's not programs. Jesus didn't die for those things. He died for humanity. And so the role of spiritual leadership is always to remember that the spiritual health and well-being of the flock is the priority of a pastor, and all the other things can can come and will come in the appropriate time. So it, you have to understand that. Number one. Number two. You have to be. I. Absolutely committed to the spiritual depth and walk of your own personal life. Um, people can only grow to the level and the depth of the person that's leading them. And so there has to be this ongoing personal spiritual journey in our own lives. Um, I think that I, I have tongue in cheek said of recent, um, I wouldn't want to be a pastor right now trying to decide all of the decisions that are going on that are needed in pastoral work, because, and please don't get me wrong, but church can become a business pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. You have to protect it from being a business. Mm -hmm. The body of Christ are the redeemed saints. That is the body of Christ. It's not, again, buildings, budgets, and programs. But in this season where we're navigating, we have to understand people cannot see the kingdom of God confined to a building. The people of God have to see that this is a moment when God is moving within the context of his church, bringing them alive and understanding that we were never saved to sit or just quarantine ourselves inside a building. To understand the back to God movement is that we go back out into the culture and we let our light so shine before men. So. The spiritual work of the leader to help his people to undersee that number two. I think number three, and that is simply that that God is is just looking for faithful people. Amen. Um, you know, it's not a matter of size. We we got to be careful. We don't judge success in, in a carnal sense. Um, success is what pleases God. And so, what I will say to Dexter on Sunday is that the most important thing he can do is hear the word of the Lord, communicate that word of the Lord to the people, lead the people in that and be faithful in the mission and the vision that he has given to Liberty Church. And when he stands before God, then he will hear those words, well done, good and faithful servant, enter into the joys of the Lord because you've done what I wanted you to do
0: as the leader of this church. Wow, wow. Uh, Bastard Sanders, you can probably just, keep this recording. <laughs> <laughs> what are he's oh, right? oh, yeah, he's going to get a double barrel on Sunday. This, is not
2: the
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is just I exercise. love it. <laughs> what are your thoughts on what Pastor uh, shared? Well, There's- you know,
1: those are great words, and and, and words that ring in my heart for this reason. You know, my dad growing up would always say this thing, he had this saying, says, man, if I was 20 years younger and know what I know now, well, you know, things would be different, right? And, uh, and that's how I feel, you know, uh, being able to uh, go back into pastoring, knowing the things today that I didn't know yesterday mm-hmm. is, is like an opportunity that most people don't get. You know what I'm saying? And so now I feel like when I look back on what I did before, I'm like, man, I was way off base. Ah, man, I didn't know what I was talking about. (laughs) But now being away from it, and here's what's been great. I've traveled in and out of hundreds and hundreds of churches and and, and spoken them. And I've seen the business of church and I've seen uh, pastors and I've seen hirelings. To be able to take all of that experience and with this word back to God, Back to God, back to my morals, back to my principles, back to my values. That that, that to be able to take that into a church mm-hmm. and, and, and to grow a church based on those principles, man, I feel like I just died and went to heaven. And because I, I didn't know that, you know, sixteen years ago when I began, I didn't I didn't know what I know right now. And so I think George is absolutely correct. These are these are a, a rough time for a person to be a pastor. But at the same time, I feel like I've been called, appointed, anointed by the Most High God for such a time as this to proclaim that back to God word in and outside of Liberty Church in the same way uh, uh, that that, uh, uh, that 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 Jesus, uh, Yeshua HaMashiach says, the kingdom of God is at hand. The same way that John the Baptist came and says, the kingdom of God is at hand. I think he's called us to say, get back to God, get back to God and build a congregation of, of people and when I say a congregation, I'm not just talking about liberty. I'm talking about the the the, 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 the whole body of believers uh, throughout of America. I believe we can impact right out of Central Florida with the opportunity that God has given Liberty Church, Nehemiah, uh, uh, Back to God, Vision Orlando. I mean, he's, he's, he's given us a great opportunity and platform to really get it done.
0: I love it. I love it. Hey, if you're watching and listening uh, to us, we're talking to Pastor George Cope and Dexter Sanders uh, t- this weekend, this Sunday, more specifically, uh, Pastor Sanders will be uh, installed as a new senior pastor of Liberty Church by Pastor Cope. Uh, so, so, so Dexter, anybody listening, watching, they want to join. First of all, how you, let's talk a bit about the obvious. This is COVID-19. Yes. So so before you tell about how to, how to participate, Uh, what happened to get a couple of hundred people on Sunday? What are you going to do? I mean, what's the, what's the deal in Florida? Talk well, to me about that. The
1: deal is Earth. this. Uh, we praise God that we have a facility uh, where we can spread people out. And okay. people that want to be comfortable and spread out, we have the capacity for them to do that. And, and then we got something else that's even better than masks and capacity to spread out. We got the anointing of the Holy Spirit riding up in the place. So, so literally, we can step on snakes and scorpions and they will not harm us at Liberty Church. And I mean that. I, I'm serious. I really mean that. I, I believe Amen. in all the power of the Holy Spirit. I believe that we are protected people, and if we believe health, we have health. If we believe healing, we have healing, and, mm-hmm. and that's the spirit that we have at uh, at, at Liberty Church. And so, uh, listen, 455 Maitland Avenue in Altamont Springs, Florida, is where it's going to happen at 1030 on Sunday morning, and we would love to have you come mm-hmm. and, and bear witness with what God is going to do uh, there at Liberty and, and in Central Florida.
0: Wow, awesome team. Put that up. Uh, say it again, please. The team's gonna put it up there so you can see It'll it. will be
1: 455 Maitland uh, Avenue. That's in Altamont Springs, Florida. I don't I don't remember the zip code offhand, but in Altamont mm-hmm. Springs, Florida. So uh, 455 it, it, Maitland it. Avenue. Maitland Avenue. Awesome. And if you if you if you'd like uh to, to uh to give me a call, you can give me a call at 407 758 5599 that's 407-758-5599. And I'd be glad to give you as much information as you would need uh, to come and be a
0: part uh, of this great event. Awesome, and and I'll be there with my family on Sunday to worship along with Dexter and Pastor Cope. Uh, We invite you to join us there as we worship this weekend. Call Dexter if you have any questions. Now, um, let me ask you guys the the obvious question. Uh, in America, at least, there are some listeners and watchers who are outside America, but in America, we're facing this social unrest and people are watching us now and say, wait a minute, uh, in the middle of George Floyd incident, and we have a black pastor, a white pastor being ordered by a black pastor, this is throwing of the narrative uh, that the media wants us to believe. Um, so could you speak to that a little bit? Because um, I, I love this, you guys in time it this way, and this is why I love this. Let me talk about the obvious. So what's the symbolism of this, of the fact that you both are of two different races and cultures coming together in this manner and that here it is, I'm not sure about the mix of your church, uh, Pastor Santa. I'm assuming that that um, Pastor George Cope is not going to be the only white guy there on Sunday. No, <laughs> <laughs> you won't <will> be. <laughs> But well, let's talk about that, about, about you know, Pastor Cope, let's talk about that. You know, what does this say about our time when this is happening yet, the media is telling us something totally different?
2: Well, um, I, I think that's, that's clearly the voice. Um, it, we live in a in an environment of antichrist. Let, let's just be flat. If you're not in the kingdom, you're in another kingdom and it is the kingdom of antichrist. Mm -hmm. So the unrest, the the civil and moral unrest of a nation, if it is not founded back in God, back to God, then it is established in a carnal, uh, godless, um, arrogant kind of of, uh, texture, that will never find itself in compatibility and and in peace in a relationship. Uh, I, you know, I, I wish I could say that I am perfect when it comes to, I don't think anyone is. I think as I have gone through the soul searching in this season, I have had to look deep and hard into some of the issues and areas of my own life. And not that I would consider myself racist at all, But I find myself having feelings and emotions that I have to bring to God to make sure because I can get angry at people that I see in this unrest and I can draw conclusions that are wrong conclusions. So I have to understand that um, we live in a society where many people don't know what they stand for, what they believe. They believe what they've been told or they've been programmed with. I think that it's at this point where the church has to honestly ask themselves the questions, who are we? What has God called us to be? Um, we have to be honest and say that we we still are very segregated on a Sunday morning. What does that say to a, a society that is looking at the church and pointing its finger at us? And, and, and my prayer is, is that out of all of this, the church will be the one that leads the way to simply say, This is what it means to come back to God using Dexter's theme. It's back to God. What does God want the church to look like? And we realize that we're a, there's no male or female, there's no June or Greek, there's yeah. no black or white, there's no, you know, free or slave. We're all we're all sinners saved by grace, and we have to look to the author of our faith and not to the voices that are trying to convince us of what the issues uh, or or what the pitfalls are and the issues that are creating such backlash in the church. So, again, I, I just feel like this is the way it ought to be. A black man ought to be installed by a white man. Amen. A <laughs> white man ought to be leading the worship. You know what I mean? It, it, it's what the church is. It's what heaven's going to be. And I'm here to tell every person, I don't care what your race is, I'm going to tell you what your next door neighbor in heaven is going to be. If you're an Anglo, on the right side is going to be a black man, and on the left side is going to be a Hispanic. You better get used to it now. If you're Asian. You're, you're, I believe that. I believe okay. God is going to mix up heaven, and He's going to show us what it should have been from the, very beginning. from the very beginning. So we have to take responsibility. We have to work. We have to. We have to understand that it's not going to happen just because we elect the right president, pass the right budget, and get the right programs. Mm-hmm. It's got to start in the heart, and if it doesn't start in the heart, it'll never
1: move into society. Wow. Dexter, the mission for the back to God movement, the beginning of it is to cause an awakening of the people of God that we might be transformed and empowered. And so, I agree with George wholeheartedly. Let's stop looking for the heathens to do something that God called the people of God to do, and this whole issue. A black and white thing. Come on, let's just keep let's just keep it real. It was as prevalent in the church at the beginning as it was in government. Richard Allen, he's the founder of the AME Church, America uh, African-American Episcopal Church. The only reason why AME ever existed is because black people couldn't get into the Methodist Church. So they had to found their own church. So this kind of thing was always there. Let's identify it, let's look at it, let's call it what it is, it's evil. It's not black and white, it's wrong and right. It's it's, a, it's, the, it's the sinful state of man, that's mm-hmm. where we are. But in the words of the great Malcolm X, he says, we've been hookwinked, bamboozled, and led astray to believe it's a black and white issue. It never has been. From mm-hmm. the beginning, there's been a sin issue. Mm-hmm. And the, Satan has used our color to divide us and continue to divide us. So when you and I and George get together, we just break the grips of Satan. We just stomp on the devil's head when we come together as the people of God and show the power that we have collectively together. I tell people all the time, if I'm not connected to my white brother, I'm missing a big piece of God. Mm -hmm. If I'm not connected to my Hispanic brother, I'm missing a huge piece of my God. And so as George said, he would have us united as one. And that's the beauty of, of what we're able to do here. Patrice, that's the beauty of Nehemiah, man. God has blessed you to do that in such a way across the world uh, that that just that just blows in the face of everything Satan has been trying to throw against us. And so we're going to do that, do some more of that on Sunday morning at Living Church.
2: I, will, yeah. uh, good, go ahead. Yeah, I just want to say, you know, remember who what we are. Paul said to the Thessalonians, he said that we're spirit, soul and body. The spirit is the divine part, that's where we connect with God. The soul is where we think, we feel, and we decide. And the flesh is our five senses. The five senses, the eyes, the ear, the nose, the smell, the mouth, the hearing, the touch. It's the senses. So when I look at something, so in society, when we look at something with a a soul, a thinking mechanism that is not biblically or spiritually directed, our eyes are automatically going to tell us that person is different. Right. When you look at someone through the eyes of faith, the what their skin color is and, and where they've come from and their language doesn't matter because it's spirit speaks to spirit. John 3, 6 says, Spirit speaks to spirit, flesh speaks to flesh. Exactly. So when we live in a society, when flesh is speaking to flesh, it's always going to be the sinful nature. But when spirit speaks to spirit, it's always going to elevate the nature of man, the power of man, the the, the spiritual uh, uniqueness of man in the image of God that is going to bring unity. So you want to know what spirit is controlling the world? Listen to what they're thinking, saying, and deciding. And if it's not God-directed, it's of this world, it's fallen, and it will never bring uh, unity Bye. and healing. If it's God-directed, it will always bring righteousness
0: and truth and justice and power and peace and love and the fruit of the Spirit. <laughs> wow. I, I ought to this this talk today because this is just so powerful. Oh, my goodness. Hey. If you want to hear George go preach, you want to watch Dexter uh, be ordained and uh, uh, be be, uh, installed as a senior pastor of Liberty Church, you want to join us this Sunday at Liberty Church on 455 Maitland Avenue. Uh, The address is right there on your Facebook page. You can also call Dexter, 407-458-4499. Wow, what a powerful message. So guys, you it doesn't You can join him on Sunday and this kind of fellowship. This kind of I mean, we are we are on in the internet and I'm feeling the spirit. Hallelujah. <laughs> he said spirit. we're two or more gathered, he'll be I, present. He's present I, right I, now. This is incredible. So but next week, uh we we have an event as well, near my project does where you we where you both will be um helping Wendy Clem, our North America director. You both will be um, helping us to um, to dedicate our first our uh, full service uh, Nehemiah Entrepreneurship Community Center in Orlando. First of all, thank you so much for that. Um, uh, but but, but Rook, before you wrap up, um, you both have experienced biblical entrepreneurship as trainers uh, as well as as students. So so first, um, as you prepare for next week to ordain to um, to do the ribbon cutting with this, what does it mean to you uh, the fact that you're going to be helping us to have a full-service Entrepreneur Community Center with, with with co-working spaces, training rooms, and training, co- all that stuff into Orlando and Central Florida. What does that mean to you guys?
1: Well, listen, let me go first because just like I was explaining, there was a whole lot of things I didn't know back in the day when I was passing that I know today. One of those things had to do with uh, what Nehemiah brings, the, the, the business, the, the workplace. I didn't have that concept. And, and, and because my, uh, my ministry is evangelistic, we always found ourselves needing uh, resources, uh, robbing Peter to pay Paul uh, and, and thinking we were even uh, 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 thinking that it was against God to go out and, and, and make money. <laughs> OK, so listen, uh, biblical entrepreneurship set me free amen and so now as i do ministry from that mindset it, it, it creates uh, the uh, the the opportunities uh, uh for ministry that we never ever had before uh, to be a part of that ribbon cutting ceremony man marks up uh, uh, just a, a mark of what God is going to continue to do here in Central Florida and uh, that we're a, just a small piece of what he's doing through you, Patrice and Nehemiah, across the world. And so t- t- that is a, a an exciting time here in Orlando.
0: Wow. Amen. Pastor, go. Yeah. Well, for me,
2: it is um, it is the reality of of a dream that I know that you've had, that we can establish a beachhead in Orlando where we can actually see what it means to be uh, biblical in in the entrepreneurial realm. I, I think that, again, there's a verse that we hear so often, but we, we, when I teach BE, I'm always reminded, my people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. When we get through with a BE class, the one thing that people say, I didn't know the Bible had all this to say about business. And, and one of the powerful things is now to see that not only have we taught people, but now the, the, the reality of how it can function and work and support in this city is going to be an amazing beachhead for Orlando and Central Florida. So for me, it's it's seeing a dream, a reality come true. It's going to it's going to be a training center. It's going to be a place where people are going to be able to um, engage and see their lives changed as a result of it. So I'm excited
0: about that happening. Wow. Amen. And Pastor Cope, the, the young lady who has leading this, uh, uh, Wendy Clem, you were her trainer in biblical entrepreneurship. You yeah. actually prayed for her. And she said this, that was the first time a pastor ever laid hands on me and prayed, because Wendy didn't come from a spiritual church. <laughs> she, <laughs> 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 so how do you feel about that, that almost like yeah. his daughter in ministry is leading this effort?
2: Hallelujah. Well, you know you, that—that's the beauty of what pastoring has done, and I consider myself when I teach a pastor uh, role in the midst of that. I mean, this is this is to see a child of God find their identity, find their place in the kingdom, um, and to realize that when you speak prophetically into people's lives, when you teach the Word of God, it does not return void. So I—I I, I feel like a, a grandfather, a father. <laughs> You know, I feel proud in a, in a positive sense. I, I feel honored. Uh, I feel humbled that I was able to be the one to speak in her life. I remember the day. I remember prophetically speaking that she was going to be a handmaiden that God was going to use in supernatural ways. And now to see it come to pass, those are not just words. The Holy Spirit honored and spoke through me and she believed and received. And that's there is the point. A man of God, Dexter can preach back to God all he wants, but people have to receive the message. Amen. And when they receive the message and believe this is a message from God to me, then God can do something with them and through them to be able to make history in locations. And so that's true for all of our viewers today. Just this is God's word. This is God's time for you. Do it. Don't mm. just watch the program. Mm. Understand these principles are for
0: you, for now, this season. This is your hour. Go do it in Jesus' name. Wow. Now, Dexter, before we do our wrap-up comments, uh, you and I have been talking about ways to um, integrate back to God into the Nehemiah Network around the globe. Now, there are many. Pastor Jeff, good to see you there. Pastor Jeff it will be opening a center in Seattle. Pastor Jeff, isn't this amazing, these these men of God. So 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 there are men like Pastor Jeff out of Seattle, who are, are waiting for the Dexter anointing. So Dexter oh. Dexter, give them your good sales pitch as to why when when back to God when they hear about back to God and the Amar conference, so for why they should get involved, give us your sales pitch, my friend.
1: Listen, God always sends a messenger. But before he could send the messenger, he's already developed the message. This is not a new message. Like I said, John the Baptist came preaching it. Yeshua HaMashiach came preaching it. And now he sends people like Dexter Sanders and others to say, now is the time for the world, for the people of God to get back to God's morals, values, and principles. It will work in every church. And to be connected to Nehemiah, now back to God and Nehemiah collectively, have an international platform to take this message to the world. And now is the time. It's for such a time as this. And the evidence is all around us. So brother, listen, looking forward to seeing you in Seattle. We're going to come through. God's going to lay hands on it. And we're going to see lives changed and souls saved in the name of Jesus Christ in ways that we've never seen before.
0: Oh, my Lord. That is incredible. So (laughs) we lost Pastor Cope, but your closing thoughts, my friend. So again, we've been here with Pastor, there he is. Right. George right. There's no worries, Dexter Sanders. And we're talking about the, the this ordination or this uh, this installation this Sunday. You can join them at Liberty Church on 455 Maitland Avenue, uh, uh, Altamont Springs. You can call Dexter at 407-458-449. 407-758-758. 407-758. Um, team, please change it, it's 407-758. Uh, uh, friends, as we wrap up here, uh, let's start with, with you, Dexter, and, and Pastor Cope, I'm gonna ask when you do yours to just say a word to, to our people. But Dexter, um, people around the world right now, I, I'm, this message, this podcast today so inspired them. What can you say as we close? to help them continue to the fight as they struggle through COVID-19, as they struggle through economic unrest, business shutdown, you know, uh, revenue decrease, whatever they're going through, what can you say to them to encourage them today to press on?
1: Now is the time for us not to focus on COVID, not to focus on the unrest, the social unrest, but to focus on God. As we put our eyes on God, God will take care of all those other things. Matthew 6, 33 says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all its righteousness and all those other things shall be added unto you. He's given you a great gift in the Back to God movement. So go to www.bt.org. To godcom thats wwwb as in boy, the number two, God.com. He's provided the tools that you're gonna need to get back to God in your everyday life.
0: My Lord, Pastor Cope, you gave a prophetic word to a young lady several years ago, and to next week, the manifesto that word. Please say a prophetic word to our people right now that if they walk in it, that a year from now, or more or less, whatever that they can experience the same blessing that Gwen experiencing right now.
2: Uh, I there is character in crisis of those that are watching today. And I want you to understand the crisis that you're dealing with, God is developing your is developing your character in this season of crisis because he has the next level to take you to. And I want you to remember this one thing. Uh Lamentations chapter 3 verses 22 and 23 simply put <laughs> Suggest to us, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. My friend, God is faithful to you. You are in the right place. You are in the right season. God is going to take you to a new level. And if you remember his faithfulness and you remain faithful with him, you will come out in the oasis of blessing in a place you've never dreamed you would be because that's God's promise to us in his word. Stand on his promises. They are true for you today.
0: My Lord Jesus. Gentlemen, we had church. Hallelujah. <laughs> we had,
1: Praise the Lord.
0: We had. And I look forward to being with you physically on Sunday as we would worship there as well. Hey, you can join Pastor Cole, Pastor Dexter on Sunday at Liberty Church and, and, and experience great worship. You can connect with Back to God. And Pastor Cole, if they want to connect with you, where do they go to connect with you? They can go to visionorlando.org, visionorlando.org, and you can connect me with me there. Awesome, visionorlando.org. Mm-hmm. Having said that, guys, listen, share this podcast with as many folks as you can share it on your Twitter, share it on your Facebook, share it with your friends because we know that we have to change the narrative. This is more than just about Dexter's ordination or consecration or installation. It is a message of hope today. Share this so that others might be encouraged and might align themselves to God's will. Well, if you want to connect with us, go to Nehemiahecommunity.com, Nehemiahecommunity.com. There you can learn how to connect with us so that we can work with you through training, coaching, and access to capital and help you walk on what God has called you to do as we transform the world together. Don't leave yet because you're about to watch a video about our conference coming in August where we want to see you there as we connect from with others from around the world so that we can truly expand our ministry and business through strategy. Don't you leave yet, but let me leave you this word. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord enable you to steward those talents that he's placed on the inside of your care to do it so faithfully that one day you will hear those words, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things, and guess what? He'll not make you rule over much. God bless you. Don't you leave. Watch this video. and my Week is an annual event designed to equip entrepreneurs and leaders from around the world to inspire and to honor marketplace leaders for their accomplishments and what they're doing to model christ in the marketplace god is doing incredible things in nehemiah week ladies and gentlemen god has called us to be a light for him to be an example for him to be a model for him so that as others see us not hear us but see us they can see a model of christ Yeah, each year at Nehemiah Week, we we gather uh, the the nations. Our vision is to transform the marketplace with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, one entrepreneur at a time. We have learned uh, to do business in a good way. I will actually spread this to our church as well through the course of Nehemiah Week includes information around um, principles of biblical entrepreneurship, so really looking at biblical economics. What
2: we've learned this week is is about training. A Nehemiah uh, project is about training and then coaching and then accessing capital. Nehemiah gave
0: me God's vision. It really impacts the way that I see doing business. Nehemiah Week not only gives birth to new ideas to connect with us with resources and relationships that
1: makes them possible but what we want to do is not just affect here in the u.s we want to take this
0: curriculum all over the world whatever it is the question is what impact will this have on us it's something that's going to change lives so i'm ready to use whatever i have for the benefit of the kingdom I believe that the nations are going to shake because of this week. Biblical entrepreneurship takes a stand to say we are going to be witnesses for Jesus Christ in the marketplace.